You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, lively and loyal, laughter-loving listeners. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 23, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your scrappy, scrambling, but scrupulous, scrutinizing, and scrutinized uh, screwballs. That's a really good one. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. I think we all read our iTunes reviews uh, pretty regularly, and this one really caught my eye, and I thought it was very adorable. This is from Wizard of Dreams, and he or she said, Hello to the best band of brain buffs in my own bedroom. I discovered (laughs) your podcast just recently, immediately became addicted. I have to restrain myself all the time, but I listen to one episode per night before bed in order. That's when we do the most thinking anyway. I'm only 17, though curious about the world around me, so I end up missing a lot of the trivia question so when i get one right it feels great and i know i'll have a much better chance if a different one comes up again awesome isn't that isn't that sweet that is very nice well uh, anonymous listener um, Wizard of Dreams. We, Wizard of Dreams. I will tell you that we also sometimes miss uh, trivia <laughs> questions when said trivia questions are from an era that are not our own. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of which. Speaking um, of segue. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no. I, you know what? Keep it up. We don't know everything either. It's just fun to learn about yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet this next segment will illustrate that beautifully. Yeah, right, yeah, yes, this yes. next segment Let will. us show you our ignorance. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is our general trivia segment. Pop quiz, hot shot. And it's a little bit different. Like last episode, um, we're taking a break from our random Trivial Pursuit cards. And we bought these Trivial Battle cards by Tops from 1984. Vintage. Vintage. And we opened them up and... and we s- ate the gum. <laughs> yes. We have these trivia questions. And obviously, this was back in 1984. Well, let's, see, <laughs> let's see how well we do this week with Trivia Battle 1984 edition. Here we go. Red for people. Who played Lex Luthor in the Superman movie? Guessing it's not Kevin Spacey. Uh, Gene Hackman. Correct. <laughs> but I love, honestly, I love Kevin Spacey, but I like Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor uh, more than Kevin Spacey's Lex. All right, yellow for books. Jane Eyre is a Victorian novel written by Emily Bronte. True or false? I bet it's a trick question. It was like one of the I'm, sisters. Yeah, that's, I think it's. I, think I believe it's Charlotte. Yeah. It is true. Our usual hallmark of overthinking. Yes. <laughs> trick yes. of a trick of a trick. I think we yeah. thought that, yeah, we thought this question was harder than it was. <laughs> we have to remember, small children in the 1980s. I like how after we miss a question, the target group gets younger and younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we didn't. Well, this yeah, is, I mean, these are, these are for fetuses. Yes. <laughs> We're too smart is the problem, really. <laughs> All right, uh, blue for TV and film. A TV show set in the 1950s about a teenager trying to make it as a singer was called what? (laughs) Dobie Gillis. (laughs) Incorrect. What is it? Mr. Boone. Oh. Oh. I, I I know the name just vaguely huh. in my consciousness, but uh, I've, I've never seen that show. Don't know. All right, this is orange for a high IQ. Mm. What organization was formed after World War II to help maintain peace? 
High IQ, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, you, I, do. You, you, you do. I'm pretty sure it's United Nations. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Looking yes. for. Indigo for music. What city is Diana Ross from? Oh, oops. Detroit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Green for sports. What football team did Alex Kara star for in the 1960s? Uh, I, I believe he played for the Bears. Is that right? Incorrect. Ah. It's oh. multiple choice. Oh, oh, oh sorry. And oh, by oh. multiple, I mean two. Oh, uh, right. New York Giants uh-huh. or Detroit Lions? Detroit Lions. Correct. <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Detroit I knew it was one of the, the, the double Midwestern Detroit. teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys know Alex Karras. Uh, no, no. You do, in fact. You know him from one of two things. He was Webster's father. Oh, oh that guy. He, is, he became an actor after uh, his football career. And so he was <laughs> most famous uh, before Webster's father. He was uh, Mongo in Blazing Saddles. He's the guy who <gasps> Punches out the horse. Oh, yeah. That's Alex yeah. Karras. Aww. All right. Okay. And today's topic is we talked about booze before, and we've talked a lot about different kind of soda trivia in the past. But, you know, we haven't done mm-hmm. a dedicated episode yeah. on drinks, on beverages, mm-hmm. carbonated or non-carbonated, just mm-hmm. general beverages. I overdid it at the soda shop. Thanks for being my girl at the I don't know and a stop sock hop. So, um, to kick things off, I have prepared a quiz. Now, I know that you've all been researching beverages, so hopefully you'll have some of these answers to hand. Now, for listeners, I need to tell you that I've given everybody three tokens. A red token, a blue token, and a black token. So you're not going to be buzzing in. Everybody is going to answer by putting up their token, and then we'll keep score and see who wins the game is, and again, I know you've been researching this, and this might come up later in the episode, it's called Pepsi or Coke. I'm going to name the drink, the beverage, and you are going to tell me whether it is owned by the Pepsi company, (laughs) the Coca-Cola company, or neither. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. And, of course, red token is for Coke, blue token is for Pepsi, and black means neither. So, as an example, if I were to say Fanta, you would pick... The red token. Exactly, because it's Coke. Okay, and here we go, and I will let you guys know what everybody is guessing. So, Sprite. Karen and Dana say that Sprite is Coke. Colin says it's Coke, and it is, in fact, Coke. One point for everybody. All right. Barks Root Beer. Oh. Barks Root Beer. Colin is buzzed in with Coke. Karen says Coke, and Dana says Coke. And everybody is right. Barks Root Beer is Coca-Cola product. Seven up. For the benefit of our international listeners, by the way, I just want to throw this in here. We, I'm talking about the U.S. brands. Like, these brands are sold by other companies, sometimes in other countries. So, mm. just letting you guys know. So, 7-Up. Dana and Colin both say neither, and Karen says Pepsi. 7-Up is neither. What? It is neither in the United States. It is neither a Coke nor a Pepsi product. Sierra Mist, speaking of delicious citrusy flavored beverages sierra mist karen and dana both say pepsi colin says coke it is pepsi yeah that's the pepsi brand fresca looks like karen has buzzed in with coke colin says neither and dana says neither fresca is a coke product all right mountain dew back on the citrus wagon mountain dew is it pepsi is it coke or is it nothing Karen says neither. Colin and Dana say Pepsi. Mountain Dew is a Pepsi product. I suck. Dr. Pepper. 
Dana and Colin both buzz in with neither. Karen says neither. It is neither. Yeah. It's neither Pepsi nor Coke. Mr. Pibb, however, is Coke. Canada Dry. Delicious Canada Dry ginger ale. Would that be Pepsi? Would that be Coke? Or would that be neither? Karen has made her choice and says it is Coke. I think this is a trick question. Colin is holding up his Pepsi. Dana says Coke. Canada Dry is neither Pepsi nor oh. Coke. See, I thought that they were independent yeah. originally, but had been bought, maybe. Mm. I, I, again, I outthought it. All right. So how wait, about... So wait, did, uh, we got, no one got... No one got that one. Uh, how about Aquafina? Is Aquafina Pepsi or is Aquafina Coke? Trying to imagine the Delicious label. Delicious Aquafina. One of them is, is a Aquafina. brand of bottled yeah. water. What was the other one? Oh, Dasani. Dasani. One of them is Dasani and one of them is oh, Aquafina. Right. Which uh-huh. one is Aquafina? Everyone buzzes in with Pepsi. Everyone is right. Yeah. Aquafina yeah. is Pepsi. Finally, Tab. Oh. Hmm. Um. Everyone says Coke. Everyone is correct. Ah. Looks like the winner of Pepsi or Coke with Dana. eight points. Everybody else's seven points is Dana. Congratulations. Yes. So all of the neithers are all produced by the same company. Does anybody know what the name of that company is? So it's Dr. Pepper, Mountain Seven Dew, 7 Up. Not Mountain Dew. Dr. Oh, Pepper, oh. Canada Dry, 7 Up. It's like if it's Dr. Not Pepper, 7 Up. In the U.S. If it's not just Dr. Pepper group, then I'm going to guess uh, Cadbury Schweppes. So you are basically, you are, you are there. So it used to be Cadbury. They spun it off as like Cadbury, Schweppes, Soda, something or other, a beverage company. They've now actually rebranded it to the Dr. Pepper Snapple Corporation. Oh, Dr. Pepper Snapple Corporation. Yep, that's the name of the company right now (laughs) that came from like Dr. Pepper and Snapple and uh, Cadbury and Canada Dry and all those kind of things. That is the the third wheel of the... They also do RC Cola. They do Diet Right. Also, Tab, I found out when I was researching this, this was, of course, Coke's first diet beverage. Diet Right. Was the first diet cola, yeah. um, which was made by RC. Do you know hmm. why they call it Tab? I do not. Oh, is that an it, acronym? No, they call it Tab because it helps you keep tabs on your weight loss. Oh, oh interesting. You're trying to keep tabs on your weight. Okay. It tab. Well, it's uh, just very, very quickly as an aside. Uh, you know, you had mentioned Seven uh, Up in there, the Seven Up Corporation. Mm-hmm. So Seven Up originally was called Lithiated Lemon. Delicious. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Lithiated yeah. Yeah. Lemon with sounds- chemicals. Yes. This is I love love these old product names that are like the miracle drug heroin mountain dew the name is slang for moonshine moonshine sure right and and i and i mean i I think this was before my time but i do remember seeing like an old logo flashbacks that the original mascot was like a little stereotypical kind of hillbilly mountain Mm -hmm. guy yep you know (laughs) as if he might be distilling in his backyard mountain dew was basically bathtub alcohol <laughs> well i i think we can't talk about these yeah without just getting some of the basic facts and histories of the you you know you think carbonated beverage coca-cola almost anywhere in the world most mm. people that'd be the first thing much to the chagrin of the pepsi company i'm sure coke and pepsi quick little rundown here i was doing some research into the into the, the history of coke and pepsi and all that and you know a lot of the stuff it's pretty there's nothing really controversial or you know secret history or anything like that but there's some amusing parts to it john stythe pemberton pharmacist in atlanta you know coke is a native Atlanta company. Basically, he had a lot of concoctions that he had sold that were health health concoctions, and they had names like French wine coca. 
You know, he really he was on to using the coca leaf, globa flower cough syrup, uh, and they were health they were health tonics. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, they weren't as snappy. And he eventually came across the formula that that he dubbed Coca Cola, which he mixed up himself. And you know, one account says he actually mixed it up in a bathtub with uh, a wooden oar from an old boat. Oh, <laughs> the first batches, and it sure tasted like something. <laughs> and it does, and it does have uh, cola nut in it, coca leaves. You know, which it doesn't have anymore because it's where cocaine comes from, as right. you probably know. But did have did have caffeine as well, so it had a lot of pep to it, and it was a really uplifting kind of tonic. Are there still any um, formulations of Coca Cola sold anywhere in the world that still use coca leaves, or is that done? Uh, not officially. The company itself, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's but a good I'll, yeah. but I'll sell you some if Home you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, I mean, he sold the rights to the company for just a few hundred dollars, and the rights to the company in the formula really changed hands several times. And when it took off, it took off big. By like nineteen, nineteen twenty, there were all these imitators that were trying to cash in and this is always my favorite part of the the success story of cashing in on the name right i love these we talked a little bit about these with the cereals like grip nuts was one of my favorite (laughs) ones as an example so or even uh pop tarts right they had like (laughs) toastables and toast ups yes yes you could uh buy coca-cola you could buy coca-ola you could buy clue coca-cola Okla Cola. Oh <laughs> Presumably God. it was big in Oklahoma, I would imagine. Okla Cola. Okay. Carbo Cola, and then at the time, just one of the sort of the competitors, but now we know Pepsi Cola, which, you know, it really was one that managed to distinguish itself uh, over the years. Pepsi was, I think we've had this question before, Pepsi was called that because it was originally designed to combat dyspepsia. So it was, a, again, a, these were all very much the tonics. What is, what is that? <laughs> Indigestion, you know, more or less. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, a, a yeah, it was a soother, a calmative, a tonic. And kind of just... You would never have naming conventions today like that named after maladies. You know what I mean? Like if oh I made a soda, it helps with your ulcer. You're never gonna call it like ulcer cola. They've had to go to court thousands of times to defend the name. They were really the first company to become famous with two official names. At the time that oh. they had done it, they secured the rights to Coke. Mm-hmm. In 1930, there had been a competing product, mm-hmm. and they basically went to court and said, no, this is too confusing. So they marketed officially under two names, both Coke and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Oh, and smart. it really was unheard of at the time. And, you know, I really the only other comparable example that I can think of is like FedEx and Federal Express mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of officially doing business under two different names. Obviously, the king. That makes so much sense. Obviously, the king, if you can do business under two different names and not worry about customer confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really put everybody else out of business over the years except for Pepsi Cola. Pepsi actually has gotten to be a larger company than Coca-Cola primarily because they own all so many restaurants. Pizza Hut, Taco Bell. That's why you can't get Coke in those places. Yes. You get you can only get Pepsi at Pizza Hut because Pepsi owns Pizza Hut. <laughs> My right. mind is yeah. blown. You know, you know the whole thing where you know you go to a restaurant and you're like, "Oh, can I have a Diet Coke?" and they're like, "Is Diet Pepsi okay?" No. Right. You know, yeah, right. no one ever says, "Oh god, I would never drink that swill." Yeah. But the reason that they have to do that is because because Coca-Cola, people using Coke as a generic, a generic term for right. a cola. Yeah. And so Coke has to protect this and make sure that Coca-Cola or Coke doesn't become a generic term. So they send people into restaurants that only serve Pepsi products and they ask, oh, can I have a Coke? 
And if they give them a Pepsi for a Coke, like they can take legal action because they're selling them the wrong product. They, like we're not going to we're not going to sell you our syrup if you don't deliver it to customers yeah. the right way. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, I, I do believe the restaurants were sort of spun off in a subsidiary, but the, you still only get Pepsi yes. in those. Yes, yep. yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, just a little overview of, the, of kind of just the big two. I think that sort of sets the stage for yes. all the other sodas that we brown uh, liquid. Yes, brown cola. Yeah, and in fact, there are requirements to call yourself a cola. You must legally have at least I, I forget what the actual amount is, but you must have some small percentage of cola in your drink. Oh, cool. Yeah, the cola nut in there. I have had Jones soda. Have you had that before? It comes in the glass. Jones soda has crazy flavors. Yes, they do. They're known for like their limited seasonal offerings of soda. In 2003, they started making novelty sodas like turkey and gravy flavor. For oh, I remember. I remember that when they did that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, God, they also had like mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> the next year, mashed potato, green beans, cranberry sounds good, fruitcake. Yeah. They, they've had Brussels sprouts. I've tried some of these. They don't have sugar. So when you drink it, it does taste like if you soaked turkey in carbon carbonated yeah. water and you're drinking it why would anybody <laughs> want this and it's for the novelty I mean, factor yeah it yeah. sells out it totally sells out right, seasonally. Right. they started doing right. christmas ones and hanukkah ones and then they did halloween they have candy corn flavored soda i think that at least now they they do these for charity too so it's kind yeah. of why they're sort yeah. of the stunt novelty yeah, I mean, ones it's fun. Yeah. they have a tofurkey and gravy for mm. uh, vegetarians <laughs> wait that so wait, <laughs> that implies that there's actual meat in the turkey oh gravy i'm one? sure oh there I'm, probably is yeah and and speaking of jones and their weird, crazy flavors, Fanta had weird beginnings. I mean, referenced this in a, a couple of episodes ago. We did, right? Yeah. In the, uh, humble beginnings. Back yeah. in World War II, when allies in, in Germany stopped trade bans, they couldn't get Coca-Cola syrup into Germany to make Coca-Cola. So instead, they made their own syrup out of weird, <laughs> random leftovers. <laughs> they called it the leftovers of the leftover. Cheese byproduct. They used whey and they used the skins and flesh of, of grapes after after being crushed and juiced right, and leftover right. apples. Mm-hmm. And just obviously the Fanta we have today now is not that. No, no. But I would like yeah. to try old school Fanta. I, I think they should. They should come out with like throwback. retro. You know, they probably wouldn't yeah. be able to by health department regulations yeah, now. Yeah, but throwback. I would try retro throwback Fanta. Wartime with Fanta. The original wartime ration wartime uh, embargo Fanta. with yes. embargo uh, restricted yeah. Yeah. ingredients. With right. extra lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we have, instead of a mnemonic of the week, we have a gift from our old trivia team member. And we talked about this guy a lot, Rob, who <laughs> used to be one of our original members of our trivia team, but sadly he had he to move. He displeased us. <laughs> <laughs> he moved back to New York, gave us the gift of some uh, New York fun trivia for as a little brick section. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Get your buzzers ready. All right, Coney Island is home to what famous hot dog chain? Oh. Nathan's. Correct. Yeah. Also the home of the, the big hot dog eating championships. Yes, right, right, every year on the 4th of July. Uh, what famous department store chain's landmark building can be found in Herald Square? Macy's. Correct. Uh, what Greek titan can you find in front of 30 Rockefeller Plaza? Oh, it's um, uh, Atlas, right? Incorrect. Uh, oh, oh, no, not he wasn't a titan. 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 It's also the uh, name of a... 
of a recent movie. Prometheus. Correct. Oh, okay. So, you know, if all the people who watch 30 Rock, they have the little... Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah, yes. The yes. little yes. montage. Right. It's a statue right. of right. Prometheus. Yeah. Right. The New York Mets team colors are said to honor what two now former New York sports teams? Oh. Uh, I didn't know this, but uh, I would guess uh, the Dodgers and the Giants, both oh. of which baseball teams that moved to California. Correct. San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Dodgers. Huh. 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 Did not huh. know that. It's Blue and orange, right? Yeah. Uh, the city's so nice they named it twice isn't just a clever saying. If you were talking about New York City's five famous boroughs, what are the five boroughs? <laughs> also, you might know them from Beastie Boy songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably do. When I lived in New York, I lived in Brooklyn. I know that uh, Brooklyn is one. Ding. Uh, Manhattan, of course, Ding. the most popular. Uh, uh, the Bronx. Ding. Uh, Queens. Ding. And uh, the smallest, I believe, is Staten Island. Staten Island. Yes. Correct. Yes, five. Yes. All right. And the Bowery's CBGB famous punk club was instrumental in the 70s punk movement. But you wouldn't know it from the name. What does CBGB stand for? Uh, it stands for country, bluegrass, and blues. Correct. Yeah. Nothing to do yeah. with Yeah, punk certainly at all. with being the, yeah, the seed club for so many punk bands. Hmm. Yeah. And here is uh, Rob's final question and a little bit cheeky. He asks, who really did just like it better that way? Which is a reference to a very famous song regarding <laughs> yeah. New York. Um, so, I, know, I know what it is we're talking about <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Rob is referring to the They Might Be Giants song. Uh, yes. Right. Istanbul. Not um, Constantinople. Not Constantinople. <laughs> Even Old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why yes, they changed it, right. I can't say. Maybe they liked, liked it, better it better that, that way. way. So that's who it liked was. it better that way? It was James, the brother of Charles II, who at the time <laughs> of England's conquering of the Dutch colonies mm. held the title Duke of York. Got it. So he was the Duke of York and he liked liked it better that way. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get what he's saying. Okay. That was good. Istanbul, even old New York, was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. You just liked it better that way. Istanbul, Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.
And so we talked about carbonated drinks. What about the non-carbonated beverages? Mm. What, what, what do you guys enjoy? Growing up, one of the things I really loved was uh, chocolate milk. I drank Ooh. a lot yes. of chocolate milk. Very and much so. And this is not any astonishing revelation, but I, you know, I think we've all remember learning that chocolate is, mm-hmm. as at least introduced into the new world, <laughs> <laughs> or the old world, I guess, actually, yes. and then back to the new world, was a, was a drink. And chocolate in its original formation. Oh, instead of a right. candy. Right. It's not, you know, we think of, you say chocolate now the first thing that i think most of us think of is like a, a chocolate bar or a candy bar but yes. yeah you know yeah. And it's in mm-hmm. its original form yes. it was delivered in the skin of a rabbit and that is where the nestle quick bunny comes from what? <laughs> <laughs> that is that That's is really dark trivia you can really taste the rabbit <laughs> it was a, a, a big part of mayan and aztec culture going way back and made its way through europe through spanish conquest and contact you know i mean it was part of religious celebrations and rituals like and they would have it both hot or cold depending on different styles there there was no sugar or or dairy these weren't things that it's not you who oh, these okay. weren't things that they put in it it was a, a so it didn't taste good is it was saying. a bitter yeah. it right. was oh, a yeah. bitter bitter beverage and it was a treat and it was very rich you know like a coffee in sort of the sense of yeah. you, you yeah. learn to yeah. you learn to embrace the complexity of the bitterness mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i remember learning about this i think when i was in elementary school and thinking like oh yeah i love hot chocolate that sounds great mm-hmm. but it was not you know hot chocolate it was a definitely a more of an yes. adult version yeah, of, yeah. of what we would. Of course, the Spaniards are, are really the first ones to see it, and they bring it back to Europe. And uh, of course, the first thing that the Europeans do is add sugar and, <laughs> and add sugar and add dairy, add butter and fat, and make it mm. kind of creamy and a sweet little treat. Hell which re- yes. <laughs> which really set it, yeah, a lot closer yeah. to what we know. And I mean, you know, even today, if you travel around Europe, it's it's still I would say most popular in, in Spain <laughs> compared to any other uh, European country. And huh. in Spain, I mean, yep. it is very common at cafes. You'll get a little thing of like a very kind of hot chocolatey syrup. And that sounds really good <laughs> yeah. right now. That's right. And then a very famous name, Mr. John Cadbury. Yoo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> the Earl. John Cadbury. He was, in fact, the Earl of Yoohoo. The seventh uh, Earl of Yoohoo. Yes. Mr. Yoohoo. Uh, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, uh, John Cadbury. Who, and he was a rabbit. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he was half rabbit. Half okay. rabbit. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He basically is the one who, who really kind of modernized the process that we now know of how to sort of emulsify chocolate correctly and get all just all the fats and everything mixed in and and solidify it and make a bar so the, mm-hmm. he is the Cadbury in what after whom Cadbury chocolates is named so in terms of you know naming and etymology I was like all right where does where does chocolate come from and I, I think this is one of the things like I feel like I've learned this before but had kind of forgotten so the most common etymology they give for chocolate is that it uh, likely comes from a Nahuatl word for uh, bitter water chocolatl um, starting with the, with an X sound, and I'm sure I'm not doing the proper pronunciation, mm-hmm. but chocolatl starting with an uh, X, yeah. So bitter water, which is really what it was. In the book The True History of Chocolate, Sophie and Michael Coe are the authors. They actually kind of dispute this theory that it may not come from a uh, chocolatl. You know, I should say that uh, we make a lot of poo jokes on the show, and but I feel oh, like we no. we do it in an effort of enlightening. So I'm going to make a very enlightened poo reference here. So oh, okay. so they they kind of identified the word cacahuatl, cacao water or coca water, cacahuatl, mm-hmm. as the Nahuatl word for the cold beverage that they said the Aztecs had. And they point out that using a word with caca in it to describe a thick brown mm-hmm. beverage, mm-hmm. probably not going to be a big hit to Spanish speakers because caca means in Spanish exactly Poop. what you think it means, oh, yeah. right? So their, water. <laughs> their theory is rather than trying to peddle, yeah, right, or trying to mainstream poop water, <laughs> their theory was that uh, the Spanish colonizers decided to go with the my word chuckle 
and combine it with atoll. So chocol atoll. That is their good theory. Good choice. Good choice. That is their yeah. theory call, for why guys. we call it chocolate instead of cocolate, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Something else entirely. Yeah. Here's a, uh, let me ask you guys this question then. We have had this at Trivia before, so let me see if anybody can recall this. What, according to Men's Health Magazine in 2010, oh. was the worst drink in America? Oh. It, okay. Uh, oh, wait, he was going to oh, give oh, us some choices. Oh, oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, oh, oh. no. Cold Stone Creamery. Yes. <laughs> Peanut butter. Oh, what? Like, blast I'm off? sure the word, like, explosion. Or it is called... You, yeah, you're there. No, it's actually called the... It's the... It is the... PB&C, peanut butter and chocolate, the PB&C shake at Cold Stone Creamery, um, in the largest size that they sell, is 2,010 calories. Oh my god. Wow. It is the worst drink which in is, America. Which, which is daily... more than a daily allowance, yep. right, for yes. most people, that, right? That, yes, so this <laughs> indulgence that you buy yourself, I'm just going to buy myself a delicious myself. shake, turns <laughs> yeah. out to be worst Worst, worst thing you can drink. But anyway, I ask this because when I thought of non-carbonated beverages and what are my favorites, gotta be a milkshake. I love milkshakes so much. Like that's 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 yeah. a that, that is yeah. a weakness for me. Like let's let's research some of the history of milkshake. Why are they called milkshakes? Well, originally the recipes that you see in the early 20th century for something called a milkshake is milk, crushed ice. And various flavorings. There's no ice cream involved whatsoever. And you take them and you put them in a, you know, cylinder and you shake them up. Literally shake it. flavored milk with crushed ice and sugar or syrup or vanilla or whatever all shaken Mm. together and then you drink it. Which mm-hmm. is probably pretty delicious, but that's why it's yeah. a milk shake. It's this is a what, milk uh, as a beverage. kid, I was so frustrated. No grown up, <laughs> no grown up was ever able to give me a satisfying answer. Like right. I'm like, because I, I would see them put the thing on a little spinny blender. I'm yeah. like, where's the shaking? I don't get it. Oh. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point that they they would put it in the blender. So as it turns out, the milkshake is really uh, the the commonly known milkshake that we have today is really like an industrial age drink mm-hmm. because without a machine, without a mixing machine right. to take something as dense and difficult to work with as ice cream and froth it full of air right. and whip it like that. You couldn't make one. The milkshake developed alongside the mixer that made milkshakes. That makes the, so much sense. I mean, the, the blender right. was originally developed to mix milkshakes together, you know, with, with ice cream. Even later into like the 30s, 40s, a milkshake might still be that original, some variation on the original recipe. A frosted milkshake would be something with ice cream in it or on top of it or whatever. Trivia about milkshakes is, so growing up, so I grew up in Connecticut, and we all called them milkshakes. I just want to be clear. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. we all called them. But we also, there's the other word for them that's used on the East Coast. Which is what? Frap. F-R-A-P-P-E. See, it's so so funny to me that you're like, what? Because we all knew that. If you went to, yeah, frap. Frap. Yeah. Okay. Dialects of things that people call milkshake. I find this out, and this is Fascinating. I mean, to me anyway, this is fascinating. In Rhode Island, a milkshake is called a... Well, before I tell you what a Rhode Island milkshake is called. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. So I went up to Massachusetts for, for, for college, and one of the first times I went to the dining hall, they had, next to the, the milk dispenser in the dining halls, syrups. They had chocolate syrup. You know, if you want to make chocolate milk, they had strawberry syrup, and then they had something else that was light brown. 
And I was like, what is this? Is this like a lighter kind of caramel. chocolate? or what? Yeah, caramel syrup. Yeah, what is it? I got a glass of... Yeah, exactly. So I got a glass of milk and I put it in there and stirred it up and, and drank it. And it was coffee-flavored syrup. Mm. And it was delicious. It was basically like... Ch- it was milk that somebody poured coffee into. It was like a sweet coffee-flavored mm-hmm. dessert mm-hmm. kind of syrup that was just like chocolate or strawberry syrup. And I was drinking coffee-flavored milk. milk. Turns out this is really popular in Rhode Island where they're used... To, I mean, there are like three different brands of coffee syrup that they sell on store shelves next Alongside to the chocolate, the chocolate strawberry ah. and coffee milk is really a popular drink in Rhode Island just as much as like chocolate milk I've or strawberry milk is. No, that. it's yeah. so localized. Now, obviously, some of it gotten out into Massachusetts where they had it in the dining some hall of the Rhode at my school. Escaped, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, they it's very the the localized the just to Rhode Island to. To the point that coffee milk is Rhode Island's official state beverage. <laughs> True story. Coffee it milk. is on the government website. It's the official state beverage of Rhode Island is That's coffee milk. So they call, and this is the weirdest thing, they call milkshakes in Rhode Island cabinets. C-A-B-I-N-E-T. Cabinets. You're making this up. Not <laughs> even making this up. They call yeah. This is, this is not a in England. They call podcast lorries. They call milkshakes cabinets. Run and so a coffee cabinet is very very popular. <laughs> which you is know, a coffee which is flavored a, a milkshake, milkshake made with made with coffee flavored ice cream or just like vanilla ice cream and coffee syrup because because a lot of milkshakes they don't make it with that flavor of ice cream. Yeah, they make it vanilla ice base. cream and then syrup. Yeah, sure, okay. sure. So why would they call a milk? shake a cabinet there is no definitive explanation (laughs) silly (laughs) road one of the explanations that i read was oh well it must be because the people who were making them stored the blender and everything in a cabinet and so they'd have to open the cabinet and get everything out (laughs) this makes this is one of the explanations that's been floated and it makes Zero yeah, sense to me. Straining why don't you just call everything? I keep my <laughs> yeah. aspirin in a cabinet. Yeah. Why don't I call that a cabinet? Yeah. Like, here's the one that I read that I actually, whether it's true or not, I don't care. You choose I, to believe. Because I like it so much. I choose to believe. <laughs> right, exactly. That it comes from another English language word. And interestingly, it is an English language word that we have all said now multiple times on this podcast. Can you think of what word? Cadbury. No. This... Over the course of think the of, series of this of, podcast or this very no, podcast? No, this episode of this podcast, we've all said it. Think of soda fountains, mixed beverages. Carbonation? Yes. In uh, fact, I'm yes. I'm a winner. It, oh, if you say the word carbonate, which means soda in a strong New England accent, carbonate, it comes carbonate. out... Cabinet. Cabinet. Ah, I can see it moving from carbonated to cabinet. Carbonate cabinet. to cabinet. I, yeah. Now, now okay. here's the thing. Yes. This may not be true. Yes. However, it has been floated as an, as an explanation. And again, I like it so much that I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I can it. see Matt Damon say that. That makes sense. Cabinet. That right. Makes, yeah. Right. Cabinet. Right. That makes sense. Regional dialects, you know, they survive. Yeah. But in this ultra-connected world, you know, what happens is everybody just lands on one word. And that becomes the word used everywhere. Hmm. You start to lose those great regional words and they're doing their part to keep frat in the vernacular. I actually want to piggyback on all that stuff you talked about. I want to talk about is very similar and that is a boba milk tea oh, which has been yes. making a splash for a couple years now in America and I'm sure the rest of the world too. I mean, it came from Asia. Actually, technically it came from Taiwan where mm-hmm. I grew up. Boba milk tea, for those who don't know, 
it is basically a usually a creamy beverage or, or juice or tea or anything a beverage and inside the cup they have boiled tapioca balls yeah mm-hmm. in it and you drink the whole thing with a giant thick straw because the the balls are big. and they kind of and they sink yeah. down to the bottom they're mm-hmm. yeah they're chewy so it's almost kind of like you're drinking something but it's also a snack because you're eating these chewy tapioca balls can i tell you when i first saw them i thought they were fish eggs like really big fish eggs they, That's what they, look. they used to be called frog eggs right because they do oh kind yeah of look oh like yeah they look eggs. like frog eggs yeah mm-hmm. but it, they're not no, 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 no. no. <laughs> They're tapioca. Just, yeah, yeah. just to be clear. <laughs> I guess the term boba milk tea, there's a lot of different names. There's boba tea, but there's also pearl tea, mm-hmm. bubble tea. Bubble They're tea, all made right. from tea or liquid with tapioca balls in it. And it's hard to say when it was invented. Obviously, it's like when it was popularized. It was in the 1980s. And in, in Asia, we eat shaved ice as a dessert and we put a bunch of toppings on it. And tapioca balls is one of a very, very popular toppings. You know, I think in the 80s, they finally put them in beverages and you, you drink it that way. The thing is, and I want to talk about this because you talked about the different language and words and meanings and such. You can read about boba on Wikipedia, on all of these different sites and stuff. But really, as a person who lived in Taiwan and grew up with this, I can tell you what boba actually means. Boba (laughs) basically means big boobs, uh, like a bimbo or a bombshell, but really with the focus of big boobs. Busty. The, the, the term is bo ba, and ba is kind of like, oh, I'm taking all the place. And bo <laughs> is kind of like waves or bouncing. And so when you put it together, you're describing a person with giant, giant boobs. And and this is, this is you don't know this. People don't know this. So it's really weird and when, people, so- when people are like, oh, I want some boba milk tea. I'm like, ha, 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 do you know what you're talking about? It used to be, like you said, they look like uh, frog eggs or fish eggs, regular sized tapioca bowls that, you know, we would see in tapioca Ah. pudding. They're the small size balls. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the 80s they used these giant tapioca balls and you've seen like these. the size of like marbles right. yeah right? they're yeah. like marbles yeah. before it was like little little mm-hmm. beads well, it yeah. wasn't until they had enough advances in tapioca making technology yeah, yeah so they catch these up big marble sized tapioca balls and they're chewing they're giant and they're like well what do we call these big ones we're gonna call them breasts like <laughs> yeah, big okay. breast balls basically <laughs> So now the thing with the boba, and it seems like I've always seen they always have the heat sealed lid on there too, right? You have to puncture the straw through it. And actually that really, that really definitely helped the whole popularity of boba because before someone has to boil and make the tapioca and then put it in a cup and then ladle in the milk tea. And now they can do that all in advance. They boil a big batch of tapioca Mm -hmm. they mix it in right they use the heat sealing um, plastic covering or lids on it so then they can transport everywhere it doesn't spill Ah. and so it's very easy for them to store and and give away so it's not just about the novelty fun of it I don't like my food mixed in with my drink I don't think so (laughs) you want it to be one thing or the other hot chocolate with marshmallows I'll do that boba tea when it melts yeah that's why ice cream has to be whipped into a drink into a drink for me yeah exactly is it a a drink is it food I'm not sure I'm not sure, and I, you know, quite frankly, I don't like ambiguity. Have you guys heard of the Unadulterated Food Company? No. No. They I've al- heard of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. That <laughs> <laughs> also has the initials UFC. But this one, I'll, I'll give you some hints. They um, started making a beverage line in the 70s. Uh, the UFC, Unadulterated Food Company. You might have uh, seen UFC on the it? bottle. Wait, this is starting to sound really is familiar. Is it like juice? Yeah. Kind of, sometimes can be. Oh, man. What is it? 
Snapple. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I, was, I, I was gonna say that, yeah. So I picked the most trivial full of the beverages that I could think of. <laughs> nice. You know how under each lid there's a little fact, so right? like a piece yes! of trivia? Yes, so I backwards engineered some of those trivia facts into questions for you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's no real theme about them. I just thought they were interesting factoids. So you flipped the lid, as it were. Yeah. How long is a goldfish's attention span? Okay, so I just want to preface this by saying that for me, the Snapple questions are the total example of I know what they're looking for, even though I don't think it's right. I uh-huh. okay. I think they're looking for 30 seconds. Three seconds. Three but seconds. Yes. Three seconds. Yes, I agree. Like some of their questions, some of the answers to these might be a little bit suspect, but they were on the bottom right. of a Snapple. Right. So, you have so to guess. it's true. It had, it had to be <laughs> true. It's Snapple true. Yeah. And I got it's, it wrong either way. So <laughs> get it off had my a high three horse. In it. It's like, how do they test this? Do you have right. like a, a bowl yeah. of goldfish and they yeah. put on Game of Thrones? I want to see. They... I want to see your methodology. <laughs> so, well, what <laughs> journal was this published in? What is the only vegetable that is a flower? Zucchini. Nope. Oh, I was going to get something like squash blossom. I think I... Is it uh, broccoli? Yes, broccoli. Oh, that's... Oh, okay. Where the the part of the vegetable you eat is the flower. But what about cauliflower? Take it up with Snapple, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Snapple's fact was broccoli is the only vegetable that is a flower. Yep. See, again, you got to know what they're looking for. To the internet. Karen's so angry right now. Okay. How about this? What is the only mobile national monument? Oh, man. Mobile national monument. Oh, God. Air Force One? No. Um, I this is going to be one of those uh, yeah, where you tell it to us and like, oh, of course. You, yeah, me. it really will be. It's located in California. Oh, it's located in California. Yes. It's located it, in San Francisco. Is it Golden that? Gate Bridge? Oh, it's no. the cable cars. It's the cable ah, cars. Yes. yes. Ah, that's good. Okay. What is the only animal that never sleeps? What you got? Are they looking oh. for shark? Nope. Mm. Hummingbirds? Nope. Keith Richards. <laughs> Close, but no, no. Bullfrogs. Huh. huh. And I, I Googled that one. I was like, yeah, leaf snapple. True. And it was true. Huh. They don't, they go don't into, sleep. What is the fastest healing part of the human body? Uh, that one is uh, the mouth, right? Uh, more specific. The know. tongue. The, the tongue. Uh, yes. Oh, the oh tongue. yeah. Okay. Yep. The tongue part of the mouth. This maybe is an easy one. What is the only food that doesn't spoil? Honey. Honey. Yes. Oh, I was going to say gum. <laughs> oh, we found out the hard way that it does spoil. <laughs> uh, last one. Almonds are a part of what fruit family? Uh, uh, peach. Yes. Now I'm a little bit hungry or thirsty. I yes, guess I'm more yes. thirsty than you. want a frap? <laughs> or a cabinet. So that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you guys are thirsty and <laughs> want to go get a, a boba or a cabinet. <laughs> you can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And we're also on Twitter and Facebook. So check us out there too. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. 
How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.